This podcast was partially recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri Willem and Boonarong peoples of the Kulin Nation. This always was and always will be the land of the First Nations peoples. Welcome to Definitely Baby, a podcast that shares interviews with people about their unique experiences in transitioning into parenthood. I'm your host, Chelsea McRae, and in each episode, Definitely Baby shares stories about parents' postpartum period and beyond, and about the challenges and nuances that we unearth in this deeply beautiful yet intense time. Every parenting journey is full of surprises, but if you can count on one thing, it's definitely baby. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 13. So, as birthing people, most of us will be all too familiar with those dull aches that gradually increase to unbearable stomach cramps, signalling the start of labour. The excitement and nervousness of finally meeting the little one we've been carrying around for nine months build as our body moves and groans through the beauty and intensity of childbirth. But what if you started experiencing those intensifying cramps and you weren't even aware that you were pregnant? This is Nasli's incredible story. The lovely Nasli is from Zimbabwe. She's finishing up her university course in Italy and is the mother of a now four-year-old son. Her path to motherhood was anything but typical. After a night out, she was rushed to the hospital with excruciating stomach cramps and received a shocking diagnosis. She was in labour. Join us as Nasli recounts the unforgettable experience of giving birth and navigating the challenges of becoming a young mother in a foreign country. I'm sure you're going to love today's episode as much as I did, and let's get into it. So hi, Nasli. Hi. Thank you so much for <laughs> thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, oh, it's nice to have you. Um, could you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself and your family? So I'm. My name is Nasli. I'm from Zimbabwe. Um, my stepdad is Swedish, and my mom she's purebred Zimbabwean, half South African, but she loves Zimbabwe so much that we just stick to that um yeah I have two older brothers um they're one is in Zimbabwe right now and the other one is actually living in East Timor Mm, so that's very cool um yeah that's the the family vibes (laughs) Mm. yeah and then I have my cute little three-year-old turning four in April um He's a handful, but you know, he's he's keeps us on our toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. And yeah, what would you like to tell us about your life before you became a parent to him? I mean, I was fresh into university at that point and I was trying to be the best student that I could be because I was scared of my parents, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to do this now or you know. And um, I was just enjoying my time here in Florence and not even really realizing what was going on at the time. (laughs) But it was great, yeah. It was great, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, nice. And could you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy and your birth? 
with your son. Okay. Well, <laughs> for the entirety of my nine months, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea that I was even pregnant. It's amazing. Until one day after a night out at the club, <laughs> I was chilling at home, you know, doing my usual hangover treatment as one would be doing, you know, I was eating strawberries, watching series, then I just projectile threw up from my bed. Mm. And I was sitting there thinking, what's going on? Like, this is so weird. Like, this is the weirdest thing that has ever happened to me. And I called a friend and she's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But, you know, if you don't feel anything, you know, maybe you just ate something really bad. So I continued my series, cleaned up, you know. <laughs> and then I would say four hours later, I started getting these cramps in my stomach. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Like, this is insane. Really, really bad cramps. Lower back, abdom abdominal cramps, just struggling. And I call again and she's like, I mean, I don't know why you're complaining. The ambulance in Italy here is free anyway. Just call them. They can help you and then you'll be on your way. And I was like, okay, fine. The ambulance comes. I literally walked myself downstairs because I was, you know, confused. Walked myself downstairs. Had never, ever been in an ambulance before. <clears throat> and the guy is looking at me like, are you the person that I'm here to help? Like, why are you standing here downstairs? Like, why did you leave the apartment? <laughs> And I'm like, you know, no, it's me. I just have really bad lower back pain, like my stomach. I can't think it's not happening. I, it's really bad. And he's like, oh, okay, we'll like take you to the, to the, to the ambulance and check you out. But you know, this is weird. Mm. So we go in there and he's like, yeah, asking me all these questions. Like, have you, ever, have you had sex in the last nine months? And I was like, you don't have to worry about that. It's, it's been a while, you know, it's fine. You don't have to worry about that. And he's like, oh, okay. But, you know, I have to ask these things because it's my job. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We were both embarrassed. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I don't really know what the problem could be. Let's go to um, the hospital and then you can seek further attention. And I'm like, okay, fine, you know. The bill's probably racking up at this point if I go to the hospital, but it's fine. I'll just go. <laughs> we go to the hospital. I'm sitting in the waiting room for like six hours maybe, and the pain is just getting worse and worse and worse. And I keep going back and forth to the bathroom to be sick. Mm. And they're all like, I don't know, I don't know. And they keep giving me like paracetamol because I keep telling them I'm in so much pain <clears throat> until this one guy is like, why don't we do an ultrasound just to see what's going on in there? Like why you have this pain and he starts the ultrasound and I'm lying there thinking, Oh, finally <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting checked out. And he's like, yeah, but you're pregnant. And I was like, what? No, 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 no. You're funny. Do you know what that means? Cause I thought maybe, you know, he, he didn't really speak English and maybe he was just, you know, so I'm like, you know what that means, right? Like pregnant. He's like, yes, I'm a doctor. I know what it means. <laughs> You're in labor. So we oh need to God. get this moving. And I was like, I had no time to oh my God. kind of prepare myself or like to tell myself like, okay, this is what's happening. I kind of was just there like, oh my God, like what? Like, this is crazy. Within minutes, I was in another room. 
Um, and then they were like, no, you can't be here. You have to go to the birthing facility. And then they took the ambulance again and went to the birthing facility. And at this point, I was so scared because I had no idea what was going on. <clears throat> and I kept saying, okay, but like, what do I do? Like, what can I do? Like, what, what am I going to do now? And they were looking at me like, we can't tell you what you're going to do now. Like, this is, we have to get the baby out and then we can talk about what you're going to do. So I'm just sitting there thinking, oh my God, my parents are going to kill me. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm thinking at this point. I'm like, oh, Nasli, you had one job, like go to school. Like what is going on? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was panicking, panicking. Oh my God. And then I just kind of snapped out of it. And I was like, you know what? There's really nothing I can do at this point. So we're going to just going to do this thing. And, you know, after I accepted it, it just became more easy. You know, I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Let's just try out the yoga ball. I don't know what I'm doing in here. You know, it hurts, but like, let's just get over it with it. You know, I thought I was going to start screaming at some point because of all the movies I'd watched. I thought I was going to be like dying. Mm. But you know, I think I psyched myself up so much that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So after that was smooth sailing. Naveed was born at like 1 p.m. on a Saturday, all happy and chipper. And I was like, well, nice to meet you. Thanks. <laughs> um, but I was I was so confused. They put me in like in an uh, emotional support ward because I was so confused and just yeah. I couldn't tell anyone yet because I didn't know what I was supposed to say. Like, hey, guys, by the way. I just had a baby. They're like, no, you didn't. We were we were out yesterday. There's no way. This is this is un I don't believe you. Wow. So I sat there for like three days before I told my parents. Because I was so scared. In the world. Yeah. Mm. And then this one lady comes in and she oh, this was this was rough. Because I was alone for three days. And on the third day, I, I spoke to some social workers and they like kind of helped me and it was, you know, emotional, but it, it helped. And this lady comes in because she, her, her baby had passed, but he was still in her belly. Mm. And I was looking at her and I was thinking like, oh, like telling me, she asked me about my problem. So I explained my problem. But then when I had to, you know, reciprocate, it was really bad because, you know, I sounded very ungrateful. And in that moment, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that I can give up my baby because, you know, there are people in the world that are actually struggling, people that don't have anything, and you want to give up your baby because you're just scared. No. So that was, she really helped me. It was crazy. But... Like it was a sign, you know, like mm. you're just coming into my room now. Now when I'm trying to decide, you've come here and you help me. Thank you. But yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So that was the whole of it. Oh my god. <laughs> Two-day experience there. Yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't even begin to fathom how you must have been feeling in that time. Like that is so <laughs> 
That is so absolutely shocking. So it, like it was a combination of all your emotions in one. Mm. And then you're sitting there alone. And you're thinking like, you know, my life could be like this. Or it could be like this. Or it could go to shit and it could go this way. And then we're both like struggling on the street. Like it could go any direction at this point. Yeah. And then I finally got the guts to call my parents. Oh. And they were surprisingly so nice about the whole situation. They were like, we're coming right now. Like it's, you know, and thankfully my dad has a Swedish passport. So he was able to come out within days or else I would have just been stranded there in the hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so how are you feeling in that moment when, the doctor said, you know, you're pregnant when he was doing that ultrasound. Like what was going through your head or was it just sheer shock and freezing? It was shock. It was shock. Mm. It was disbelief as well because I was looking at him and I was and then he said, do you want to hear the heartbeat? And I was thinking in my head, like, this is going to make it official. Like if, if, if he plays the heartbeat right now, it's official. Mm. I'm like, it's, it's, it's happening. <laughs> So he did, and I was like, oh, God, this is happening. And I almost was so excited for a second, like, that's so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But then I remembered that, hey, I have a lot of people waiting for, I have to tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how old were you at that time? I was 22. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, in hindsight, I guess, was there anything throughout your pregnancy that could have been a giveaway that you missed out on? Like, were there any yeah. symptoms or signs? There's so yeah. many. Mm. Yeah. I had the worst heartburn in my life. It was so bad. I was eating like, you know, like those heartburn, heartburn like candy things? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea what they're called, but I was popping Gab- those. Gaviscon like, or something? Yeah, Sorry. something like that. Like yeah. MMT or something. And they're like candy. They taste like candy. Yeah, they're tasty. But, yeah, I was eating those like a crazy person. And I was also craving steak, but I wanted it like kind of rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, I just want steak, but like kind of rare because I never used to eat rare steak before. And I thought it's just my palate that's like becoming more sophisticated. <laughs> Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and then what's the other thing oh the gas let's just talk about the gas mm-hmm. <laughs> that was bad but oh um God. those were the three main things that i'll well now i look back and i'm like huh that's very interesting yeah i like i thought you just have like this big belly and then they're like that's a giveaway you know but yeah. So you just like your belly just didn't grow. Yeah, no, I had no belly. Oh. I wore all my clothes, same clothes throughout the entire oh. time. My mom, she also had the same situation where she had no belly, and she was a pretty thin gal. I'm not thin, so maybe that also was a confusion. <laughs> but she was super thin, and all her pregnancy, she had no belly. Wow. It's so interesting. If my next child has no belly, mom, this is all your fault. I'm not. This is not fair. 
I want the cute photos, okay? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Get that pregnancy shoot. If you don't have a belly. Yes, yep, yep. Um, oh my God. Yes, and so then how were the days after he was born? Like how were you feeling then about, you know, this massive life change that you're about to undertake and, you know, how was your birth recovery and everything like that as well? We'll start. I mean, the birth recovery was not bad. I was. I. I have to admit that everything happened so smoothly for me that it's like it's mind blowing to me. It's like if it happens this way every single time, I think we can. We can make it. We're fine. Um, I was very bruised, like all over my arms and legs, just from I don't know what, but I was bruised, and that was the main. Like that was the only thing that was, you know, a problem. And then as we're leaving the hospital, the nurse literally looked at me because I hadn't cried or anything. She looked at me. She's like, you know, it's okay to cry, right? Like you're emotional right now. It's fine. And as she said that, I was just like sobbing. Mm. And she's like, okay, but now we have to go sign the birth certificate. Like, wait, wait. But yeah, very emotional. I was super, super in love with Naveed. Like I, I, it's crazy how 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 obsessed I was with him. I didn't want anyone to hold him. I didn't want help from anyone. I was just like this, this like crazy person. Just like <laughs> just want to share. Yeah, my baby. <laughs> exactly. Mm. But you know, I was excited. You know, I was excited to see what kind of a person he was going to be. I was excited to just see him grow and like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And truly he's the love of my life. Now I can say, I know what love is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like who are these boys breaking my heart? No way. This one would never. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so We're beautiful. <laughs> You've got that now. Oh, lovely. And so, yeah, so how about you, so you went home from hospital and where were you kind of, where were you living at that time? And um, yeah, how was that next period? So I was living in a one bedroom apartment at the time. So thankfully I didn't have roommates at the time. Um, So I kind of just... First of all, I had to take a day to like go back to my student housing and make sure that it was baby friendly. <laughs> so I had oh, well. to leave him at the hospital and like commute all the way back to my apartment, which was far. I don't know why birthing facilities are so far away from the center here, but anyway, that's not the problem. And on my way there, we almost got into this bus accident. Oh, God. The bus driver slams the brakes, and I swear, my my life flashed before oh my, my eyes, God. and I was thinking, I have a child. Can you be careful? Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to go home, clean, and do all that, and then I was I was ready. I was like, okay, now now I can bring my, my baby home. And you're standing there thinking, I have a baby to bring home. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. It was crazy. It's like I was dreaming still, you know? Yeah, but it was great. Uh, my dad helped me a lot. He came and he was able to help me from the hospital to the apartment. 
and like strollers and stuff like that, you know, there's so much more than just take him home. What is he gonna wear? What is he gonna eat? Because in the hospital, they had given me <clears throat> a medication to stop my breast milk. How come? Because I was so emotionally unstable. Okay. And they were like, okay, we're gonna give you this. Um, because, you know, for a day and a half, I couldn't even get myself to go see him. So they gave me this thing to stop breast milk and then they started giving him formula. <clears throat> which I regretted so much afterwards. I was like, damn, like, this could have been so great. <laughs> um, but then my mom took him anyway, so it was like, it all worked out. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was rough. It was, you know, but we made it. We made it home, and my dad was very helpful, and... Yeah, he stayed with me for five months, and then he left. So it was it wasn't that long. Your dad stayed with you for five months. No, 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 my son. Oh yes, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, <clears throat> and then he went back to my mom. Yes, yeah, and so, yeah. How kind of how were you feeling about him leaving? Like, how did that decision come about? It was a lot of conversations that had happened with my mom that weren't really ending well because we weren't agreeing, you know? And she was just basically telling me, like, this is shocking. Like, this is a shock for you. Like, this is not something that you can just do on your own right now. And I don't feel like I would be doing the right thing leaving you like emotionally unstable, confused, like in shock with a newborn by yourself. And I can't get a visa longer than what I have now. So you can come home every so often, as much as we can make that happen, we can make that happen. But right now, I think that you'll really struggle. You'll, you'll end up doing things or I don't want you to do things that you, you might, you know, regret so let's just be safe and I'll take him and then when you're ready whenever you're ready you can you can take him back so until we had that conversation I was really like you know in Italy you can get help like I can get help and she's like yes but I don't think this is the type of situation where you can have help and still be okay mm -hmm. I don't think so because if you knew, if you had time to prepare, it would have been completely different. So I just kind of had to trust her word and be like, okay, fine. Mm. But I was literally sobbing every phone call. She's like, you know, we need a happy call one day. Like, he can't keep seeing you just crying on the phone, you know? Like, he wants to show you his toys. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so cute. <laughs> like, you know? So... Yeah, we, we, we went through a really hard time in the beginning, but then we made it work. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, let's go back to kind of those first five months when you were with him. Did you, you mentioned they were formula feeding at the hospital. Did he stay formula fed? Yeah, he did. And he became this chunky, chunky baby that was just full of rolls and 
I think the hardest part about formula feeding that you don't realize until you have to do it is waking up to make that formula. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I need to make formula before he wakes up so that if he's awake, he's not screaming his head off. But you learn that as you go, right? I had no yep. idea in the beginning. So then I'm just panic making a bottle while the baby's screaming and like, in these old apartment buildings, you can hear everything. So I felt so bad for my neighbors. I was like, oh my God, they're literally going to think that I'm murdering you in here. Can you just <laughs> please take the dummy? Please, please take the pacifier. And then we can talk about milk later. Like, just give me two minutes, please. Like trying to negotiate with the newborn. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, was, it was interesting. Yeah, well. The formula thing. Next baby, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> better, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how about his um his sleep during that period? How was that for you? You know, I I definitely I took the advice of if he's sleeping, you better sleep too. So for me, it was we were napping, we were napping, and we were enjoying our naps. But I couldn't deep sleep, so I wasn't really sleeping. <laughs> But he was, it was on a good schedule. So I didn't really have problems with him. The only thing is we would love to wake up at 4 a.m. and have conversations. So, you know, I had to just suck it up and have those conversations. <laughs> but honestly, I missed those conversations because those were the cutest things ever. It was just. Oh, so cute. Now I'm sure if I tried to wake him up like, hey, you want to talk about stuff? He'd probably be like, mom, Go away. can you please? <laughs> yeah. yes yeah and so where were you at with your studies when he came along second year yeah and were you like were you midterm like did you have assignments and stuff due I was supposed to go and do exams that week wow oh my god so it kind of disappeared and then I had to email everybody and be like, so <laughs> it's like, how much detail do you give in an email like that? Yes. Totally. They've seen you, they, you know, you were there on Monday and now you have a child. That's kind of suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a dog ate my homework kind of excuse or something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nobody, nobody, I, when I texted friends, they were like, you're a liar. Like, this is yeah. one of those things where you're lying to me. Right Are now. you pranking us? And I'm like. Guys, I wish I was lying, like sending selfies from my hospital bed so they could believe me. Oh my god. One shit had to bring me pants because I had no clothing to change into. I was like, Can you please bring me some pants and a change of clothes? Because the other moms are offering me clothes now. It's probably really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and what what were your friends' reactions when they found out? None of them believed me. Yeah. None of them believe me. They did not believe me. And I couldn't even be mad about them for not believing me because it's honestly, it's, we, we, we had been living our lives in a new city for the past, you know, and then I went home one summer and, you know, ex-boyfriends and then, oh no. And then, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. So no, it's still living with your mom. Yeah. Yeah. And how long has that been that he's been with her? Since the very beginning. He, he used to call her mommy. Wow. 
How does that make you feel? Oh, I was so sad. I cried about it so often. And because he's around a lot of females, because my mom has so many like aunties, like she has hope from everyone, which I'm thankful for because, you know, she's a grandma. She can't be a mom too. At the same, I mean, she's my mom, you know, I don't want to share my mom, <laughs> but he started calling everybody mommy because everybody was so helpful, but he was not calling me mommy. Mm. He was calling everybody else mommy, not me. <laughs> So I was very offended and I would like literally cry. Mm. And the first time he called me mommy, I screamed so loud. I think I scared him so he didn't see it for a while again. <laughs> I was like, oh no, this one's creepy. <laughs> yeah. But now he has it in check. He knows who mommy is. He knows who granny is. Yeah, so that's good. Oh, nice. But they're two peas in a pod. Like you can't separate them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and how often, like how many times have you kind of been able to see him since then? So last year was the only year where I didn't go back. Yeah. I mean, I went back the December before last year and I left in January. So last January was the last time I saw him. And then in December last year, I couldn't make it back because of permit of stay issues. Italy, we need to do better with these permits. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a struggle over here. So I couldn't go back because it was expiring way too soon. And having, like, taking a trip that far just for a few weeks, it's kind of, it's a waste of money, I think. Hopefully in December of this year, I'll be there. But I plan to bring him to Europe and starting a life here with him. So... I graduate in June and then hopefully we find a stable job that works for, you know, me to bring him over. Because if he stays in Italy for three years, he can get his citizenship and that's what we're, that's what we're looking for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky with this Roman passport. Yeah, I can imagine. And the economy is so bad over there, like the jobs. I can't live there. Like, I, I just can't. I love my country, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, and how do you feel about the fact that you you live apart from him and he's not, you know, you're not around him that much? It's depressing because when we do meet up, it's like, like when he was a baby, it was harder because babies get attached to people. And I wasn't there, you know? Yeah. So when I would go home, I would have to work for like a week to get him to be like on mine. So that was the worst. That was depressing because he didn't know at the time. And I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. Like you get home and you just want to hug him and kiss him and then you grab him and he just doesn't want to be around you. He's like, who is this stranger? Like, leave me alone. <laughs> so that was, that was the worst. Now we know, we know each other. Sometimes my mom will call me and it's him and he's like, Mommy, I just wanted to show you this. I made it at school. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so cute. You called me? Wow. Mm. So, yeah, you were kind of mentioning before you, the plan is that he will live fully with you again? Yeah. Yeah. So I graduate in June. Um, and then the plan is to find a stable job, see if it's even possible for me to move him down here without help. And then in December, January, hopefully we'll be here together. 
Yep. Mm. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to help with with homework. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's so exciting. I'm also just happy, like because my mom. I'm I'm sure she's exhausted. She's like, take take him now. But she loves him to death. I'm sure she's going to be like, but really already you want to take him? Yeah. Have you spoken to her much about how kind of how her experience has been of having him? Oh, yeah. She's she she lets it be. She she knows she she lets me know every day. She's like, yeah, right now we're struggling with potty training. So I get an earful every day about the potty training. And I try through the phone to have conversations with him and, you know, say, you know, we you can do it. We can go together on the phone and like, you know, you can try and go potty while I'm on the phone with you, you know, he's doing better, but it's, it's a struggle. I don't know how, how what else to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is that? Like, I, I don't know if you mind me asking you, but how, how has potty training been for you? Well, we are only kind of just starting because my daughter's 17 months. So she's still like, you know, she's still pretty young. We've got like a little, um, like a maternal child health nurse suggested that I just get like a little like potty kind of thing and have it around with her toys as kind of, you know, to introduce it as this like fun thing. So she'll make her her dolls and her bears go potty and and do a wee. She makes like this little wee sound (laughs) and she would like sit on the potty and go like (laughs) – and stuff and she's actually she's done two wees in there by herself and um oh my God. she's tried to do a poo once as well so you know we're, we're like touching the surface but we have we really have not tried to yeah. actually implement it she's still pretty much just in nappies all the time yeah I feel like at least she's getting friendly with the potty idea because yes yeah we didn't we didn't make potty a friendly idea in the beginning and we probably should have done that because now he's like I don't like I don't want to sit there like he's just kind yeah. of rejecting it all in all so I'm like hmm, you should have made it a toy to begin with <laughs> yes yeah oh. <laughs> yeah well hopefully hopefully it comes comes for him soon yeah hopefully. Mm. we'll see so yeah can you talk to me a little bit about we spent mentioned your friendships before but like how how has that kind of changed since you became a parent do you think that they have changed yeah no for sure I have my closer friends are are definitely ones that I've had from childhood now so it's interesting to see like the people that you make friends with in uni the different reasons that you're friends with people you know a lot of my friends have kids as well now so that's that's nice as well because we can talk about we can talk about relatable things and interesting enough the friend that helped me out of my depressed phase um she has a son and he's born in April as well they're like basically the same age just a year apart but it's, oh, it's wow. yeah yeah it's nice to to bounce ideas off of her but now we're all like we need more kids. <laughs> I need more friends yes. that have kids as well so we can have like huge play dates and like just the things that I want to do in life are just completely different now. I'm like, I would rather be on the couch watching movies now, mm-hmm. you know, whereas before I'm like, so are we going to a party? <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Much more mature group of friends for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a, a stark kind of difference. Do you feel like that happened as soon as as the surprise birth happened? Do you think that was the moment that your friendships divided or did it happen slowly after that? You no, know, it was it was slow, very slow. Because when I was feeling depressed and down, I was just looking for excitement as well. So I would go out just to, you know, try to forget that I'm here alone because I was going through phases where I was like sleeping, dead asleep. And then I would wake up thinking, oh my God, I forgot to make the bottle or I forgot I squished the baby or something, you know? So there was a lot going on in my head. So I was like, I need to just forget about it, try to have some fun, you know? But then that just tired me out so badly. And I was like doing so bad in school at that point that I was like, I need to switch my mindset here. This is so bad for me. And so a lot of people kind of just drifted away because I'm like, that's not really what I want to do today. Like, can't we just go for a coffee or like, you know, my opinions kind of changed as well. I'm like, "Mm, I don't really. Yeah. So. Yeah was slowly yeah yeah and can I ask as well like when after you gave birth was there any you know worries about his health because the fact you didn't know that you'd been pregnant and you'd been drinking I assume that whole time yeah that was that was the biggest fear of all I was like oh my gosh like if if something's wrong it's all my fault like I saw birthmarks and I was like oh my god is that from shisha like what like what's happening you know, it was so bad. I, I literally was was scared, but they kept me in the hospital for like a week just to run tests on him. Okay. So the fact that they were doing this and like making sure everything is okay, because I explained to them the situation, they're like, no, don't worry. We're going to test him. It's fine. Hearing all that, it's fine. We did all the tests that I could ever imagine. And the worst part was watching the doctor's face while she's doing ultrasounds and scanning hearts and kidneys and all this thing. And I'm just sitting there thinking, yeah, okay, how many times a week did I go out? Okay, nine months. Okay, like just going crazy in my head thinking, oh my God, like if there's anything wrong with this child, it's all my fault. So... Yeah, every time she said that nothing was wrong with a heart or a kidney, I was happy crying, like, oh, my gosh, this is the mm. best news ever. But they don't give you anything until the end of the exam. I'm like, can you at least smile and, like, make me feel like everything is okay? Yeah. But no, just poker face the entire time. It's nerve-wracking. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, that would have been so... It was so bad. Yeah, so nerve-wracking. Mm. he's so tiny and you're like oh my gosh Mm. like this is the most fragile thing I've ever owned (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) so breakable (laughs) but honestly mom instincts they really just kick in it's crazy Mm. it's crazy how you have no idea what you're doing they tell you so this 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 and then you go home and then you're like okay okay I'm here alone I'm here alone with you. It's fine. I'm fine. And then something happens. There's a sound or you're like, he's sleeping, but like, is he sleeping? Like, are you, are you alive? Like, should I poke him? You know, (laughs) but it was nice. It was, 
it really, I think, because I was alone for at least a month. Yeah, yeah right. The best time, I think, in my opinion, was it was great. I looked like a panda when my mom got there. She was like, have you slept <laughs> at all? I said, yeah, no, when he's sleeping, I'm sleeping. She's like, but are you sleeping? Because you look like you're sick. Like something is wrong with you. You have no color in your face, like nothing. And that night, we went to sleep. He was next to me and everything. And at like maybe three in the morning, I hear crying. But I don't know why. I'm so deep in my sleep. I like open my eyes and I see my mom and she's like picking him up. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And I just went straight back to sleep. I think I slept for like 20 hours. And she was wow. just like, I'm going to let you have this. Oh, that's so nice. I, I can't, I can't. I don't think I've ever slept that well, ever. Because mm. <laughs> when she came and I, I passed out, that's the best sleep I've had in all my life, mm. I think. Yes, oh my God. Because I felt like, okay, there's someone that I could trust, someone that I love here with me as well. So I was so relaxed after being so tense for like a month. It was crazy. Oh my God. That's, yeah, I still just can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, just this massive monumental life change. I'm just happy that I didn't like give birth in the toilet. Like, have you heard stories? Yes. Yeah. People giving birth in their toilets. And I'm like, I don't think I, like personally, I know myself. I don't think I would have been able to handle that situation yeah. very well. So it would have been a whole lot of panic, like a whole lot of panic. Yeah. I think I would have passed out. Mm, oh my god <laughs> me too <laughs> just like look down and something's like emerging <laughs> a foot I'm like Damn. oh my god wow yeah and yeah so like how has your own sense of your identity changed since you became a parent I mean it was you were not planning in any way to be a parent at that time and then yeah so how has how's that identity shift been for you throughout all of this I would say that I've kind of, because, I mean, I've always been a very motivated person to do things that make me happy, mm. but now I'm like, okay, I have even more of a drive to do things that mm. make me happy that would also make him happy. I'm just like here to please his every need. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. I'm like, I cannot wait to just give you the best life ever. And hopefully I can give you yeah. everything that you need. But if I can't, I hope you understand as well. So I'm like, I'm just grateful for <clears throat> a lot of things that I wasn't grateful for before. Mm. And especially my mom. Oh my gosh, our bond. Wow. Mm. It's completely different. We're like sisters now. We're like getting along so well. Because mm. before it was just like this. Oh, come on, mom. You're just annoying me now. He's yeah. now I'm like, mommy, please never leave me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm, and so amazing. She's been able to, you know, help you out like this. Yeah, no, mm. I, I, I don't even know. I'm just so thankful. Mm. She deserves the biggest gift of all. I don't know what I'm going to be able to give her, mm. but we got to find something good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buy her a house or something. 
Oh God, that'd be the dream. <laughs> I know. Yeah. When I'm 80. Yes. <laughs> when you win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and does your stepdad live with her? So my stepdad works for the UN. So okay. he's all over the place. Yep. Right now he's based in India. Mm-hmm. Wow. And she did move there with Naveed for a while. Yep. Um, but she is a homebody. She loves Zimbabwe. She always ends up going back anyway. So she yep. was there for maybe five months and then she went back home. Mm. So, and also a toddler in, in, in the apartment because he was he got so used to like having the backyard. Mm. So he kept saying, I want to go back to grandma, granny's house. Yeah, and grandpa was like, "But my apartment's cool too, right?" <laughs> I want to go back to the mm. garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's pretty attached so to that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, that's. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, so you mentioned that you had some periods of, you know, feeling pretty depressed. In those early days, um, how's your mental health going now and what kind of practices do you find beneficial to support it? I mean, now I'm far better than I was before. Mm. I mean, there's still days where I'm not okay, obviously. I mean, it's nobody's ever 100% today. Mm-hmm. But um, so much, so much better. And I... I I have a boyfriend who's very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. He's always there for me on my bad days so that I don't um, <clears throat> fall back into like unhealthy ways of coping and like all this, you know, drinking for no reason, going out unnecessarily when I'm sad, you know, mm-hmm. he'll be like, let's just make a tea and like sit and watch a funny movie. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he's been really helpful as well. Mm. Um, or I do a self-care day. That's one thing that always makes me feel better. Mm. You know, just get your nails done, mm-hmm. get your hair done, you know, put on a face mask. There's nothing like a two euro face mask that just makes you feel like you're mm, at totally. a five star spa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. relax your mind. That's what I do. I just, yeah, I also cool. started like buying plants to water. I don't know what it is, but like having live plants, mm. they're like my my babies away from my mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, yeah, yes, I love so. my plant babies too. I'm so attached to them. <laughs> uh, they're so cute. And then when they're like not doing so well, you mm. just feel so bad. You're like, oh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> I'm a bad plant yeah, mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Um, I enjoy painting as well. Yep. Oh, cool. <clears throat> so, sad days also come with painting. Yep. Whatever I do, something creative. I'm like in the best mood ever. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's so good. Mental health, you know, it's up and down. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There are good days, bad days, amazing mm. days, horrible mm. days. But yeah. it's normal, so yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Take them as they come. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. And yeah, how's everything else going for you now? <clears throat> um, I'm just excited to be done 
with school so that I can start to figure out what I'm doing with the living situation with my baby, mm-hmm. with Navid. Oh my gosh, can't wait to live with him. Mm-hmm. Even though I know it's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. I know this is going to be hard, but I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to annoy him as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does he yeah, know that? Yeah. Does he know that that's happening? Like, have you spoken to him about that? No, I mean, I I don't even know when I'm able to bring him down here. So yeah. I don't want to say something and yeah. it doesn't happen it's on certain. that time. And then it's like, so <clears throat> I'm just trying to figure out what we're doing. And then we'll like, so how do you feel about coming to live with me? Mm, yeah, yeah. He might be sad that he's leaving, leaving granny and grandpa's house because, you know, he loves that place. But yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm more fun than granny and grandpa. So we'll mm. see. You'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. I can run around too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm excited to hear, you know, how, how that all goes for you. Mm. No, yeah, I will definitely update you. <laughs> yeah, 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 please. <laughs> mm. And so, yeah, if you could go back in time to visit yourself, you know, maybe that day in hospital <laughs> just before mm-hmm. you became a parent or maybe when you just have had, um, what what would you say to yourself? I would probably tell myself to relax and that this is probably the best thing that's ever going to happen to you, mm-hmm. that you will be the happiest that you've ever been, mm-hmm. the most loved, you feel so loved and appreciated and just, it'll be the best thing for you, honestly. I don't know mm-hmm. where I would be today if I did not have him because maybe I would have been down some weird dark road. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It truly is the best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know the feeling. You know. I know. I know the feeling. (laughs) It's so special. Yeah, there's nothing like it. It's it's crazy. I always tell people, like, even when I I have friends that are going through, like, hard times in their relationships, and they're like, will I ever find someone that's going to love me as much as this person? I'm like, Mm. honey, you will. When you birth them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. They look at you and you just, it's completely different. It's like mm-hmm. the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not, but they're always cute, even when they're not. <laughs> yeah, not always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I need a moment of silence. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And, um, I didn't ask you before, but it, is Naveed's dad involved? No, Mm-mm. not really. Okay. He's he's involved in the sense that I allow him. Like, you can come see Naveed whenever you want. You can contribute whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. the doors are open. It's just that I just feel like nobody's been taking the opportunity to, you know, use those mm-hmm. doors. Yeah. And that's, you know, the only thing I can do is allow you to interact. And if you want to, you can. But so far, I'm not seeing much effort. And honestly, that makes it better for me. So yep. I, I don't, 
I don't know what he's going to do when one day <clears throat> his son is like, how come you never came often to mm. see me? That's not my question. So, yeah. 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 That's the situation with that. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm so happy to bring him to Europe and like kind of give him like a better experience than he would in Zimbabwe. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm, so exciting. <laughs> I know. Mm. I'm excited as well. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, and so we're up to the final question now. So what's the one thing that you have found the most surprising about parenthood? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> the most surprising thing. It's how much, no, actually that's not very surprising. <laughs> but it is surprising in a way because I feel like you don't realize how much their, like, your children take up space in your brain. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you barely have any space in there for yourself. Like, you're not thinking about anything except for the kid. Like, yeah. I walk into a store, even now, I haven't, we don't live in the same country, but to this day, I'll walk into a store and I'll see something and I'll take a picture of it and be like, send it to my mom like don't you think Naveed would love this or mm. it's just everything is about him mm. the most selfless thing you know you're just giving to this thing like to oh, sort of thing to, to your child yes <clears throat> oh that's beautiful yeah no it's 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 crazy or actually I didn't expect my birth in general like my birth to be as as smooth as it went that's mm. also surprising because for one I didn't know so mm. I expected there to be crazy things going down in that room mm. but it was it was it was calm it was very calm yeah yeah but then everybody's different but like mm. with my situation it's crazy I'm just I'm still mind blown because I think back and I'm like anything could have happened Nasli Literally anything could have happened. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. And so. how obsessed you are with one individual. I don't know how I'm going to have another child and be this obsessed. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I feel the I'm same. Mm. I'm like so scared that I'll be like, well, Naveed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's scary, but I'm sure it will be the same experience sure, yeah. with the love and just yeah. Then what if I love the new one more? See, I'm scared. I'm scared. Mm. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing thinking I about. I want 100 more kids, I think. Yes. Oh. They're so cute. Oh, great. If I was rich, I would have just kids on kids on kids. <laughs> Constantly popping them out. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Just that would, I would devote my, 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 <clears throat> my monies to just supporting all my 100 kids. Yes, oh, so good. <laughs> That'd be Even beautiful. though I probably won't sleep. But it's yes, okay. the sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, Nazli, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's been so amazing me. to hear your, yeah, your wild <laughs> journey into parenthood and yeah, your I very know. unexpected journey. And yeah, I still, I can't believe it. <laughs> so 
So yeah, thank no, you so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This yeah. was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thanks for listening. Sharing our stories is such a meaningful way to connect with ourselves and others. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Definitely Baby Podcast for photos of our weekly guests, updates, or to share your own story. I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate the podcast, or share with a friend. It really helps us to grow and help other parents feel more supported by these beautiful stories. I'll see you next week for another lovely episode. Thank you.